Welcome to the Health Leaders Podcast, the place for peer-sourced and solutions-focused insights for healthcare executives with new episodes airing every Tuesday. I'm Amanda Schiavo, the finance editor for Health Leaders. In today's episode, I'm joined by Stacey Malikoff, the chief financial officer for the Hospital for Special Surgery, a New York City-based healthcare provider. Today, we'll be discussing healthcare disruptors taking a closer look at retail giants like CVS, Amazon, and Walmart as they become an even greater presence in the healthcare space. Thanks for joining us today, Stacey. Thank you, Amanda, for having me. So, Stacey, what are your first thoughts when you hear about a retailer either getting into the healthcare space or looking to acquire a provider? Currently, right now, healthcare's in like a moment of transition, a messy time, lots of people trying to enter the market in technology or altering uh, the way healthcare has been provided in the past. Um, I'll call it like a messy uh, transition right now. And the transformation of delivery and financing healthcare is going to change in the future. And I think one of the things is retailers are thinking about and starting to and big box stores come into providing healthcare, my first thoughts are, will it provide quality healthcare? It will definitely provide accessibility to people everywhere. Big box stores are all over, even in rural areas, easily drive to, people have to go to them. Um, So it will provide easier and quicker access for more people, you know, especially the underserved in rural areas. Mm -hmm. And I think having the big box stores will, I don't know if the word's advertise, but as people go in there, if healthcare is what they start to use to promote around the store, I think it will provide people more knowledge on maintaining their wellness, which will help them catch their problems earlier. And as you know, if you catch your problems earlier, it will lower the cost of healthcare down the road. And so that's a plus from the patient perspective, but what does a greater retail presence in healthcare mean for providers? The cultures of retail and healthcare are not necessarily compatible. So it will totally depend on the way in which the retailer enters the market and what market you're in. Are the retailers in this for the short haul or the long haul? Mm -hmm. Sometimes if they're in it for the short haul, they're in for the quick dollar and how much they can make. It will depend on if they're tying it to services they provide there, depending which retailer it is, like pharmacy, and what their business model is. But I think that it will, for hospitals and healthcare systems, it will depend on if they are cherry-picking patients and taking, you know, the lower acuity, easier patient to treat. And it will also depend on how quick they can diagnose quickly the situation and get them to a specialist for early detection and get them out more, I guess, get out to the specialist quicker for the early detection, which can lower the cost as well. If they go into the specialist area, I get concerned on will they uh, cut costs by trying to do less testing to Mm -hmm. come up with what the issue is. So again, it will totally depend on the quality of care that they're trying to procure, they're, they're providing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And with the question of what kind of, what the quality of care that retailers might be providing, how might this retail disruption impact the way traditional providers are offering care? I think that providers can learn from retailers. I think retailers provide a lot of customer service and quick access 
And I think that providers will have to uh, up their game in customer service and in quicker access to them and the type of service that they will provide. I think all of that will be important because big boxes will do it on the spot. And what might this mean for providers from a financial wellness perspective? I mean, they're still providers are still dealing with depressed margins, inflation, expenses, labor costs. What might retail disruption mean for them from a financial perspective? If the retailer, it totally depends their strategy again. Mm-hmm. If their strategy is cherry picking, higher paying and less complicated patients, that could undermine the financial viability of the healthcare program. No ifs, ands, or buts. You even, Amanda, actually, in one of your articles a couple weeks ago, you noted that, uh, and you just said it, hospitals are operating at razor-thin margins Mm -hmm. and expenses are outgrowing revenues. And if the sticker, less affluent patients are left to the health systems, financial viability will become an issue. So I think that's one second-order effect of what could happen. I think also... The positive could be if the retailer decides to partner with health systems and just be an easier way to care for the patient due to the easy access they have Mm -hmm. and doing the basic tests and then farm them out quickly to the specialists and you, you partner with them together. It could cut emergency room costs. Hospitals lose money in emergency rooms, but they have to be able to take all commerce, including those uninsured, and be able to do what hospitals do in providing sometimes free care to the uninsured mm-hmm. um, who, and, and, and underprivileged. And so if they run under the same methodologies of an ER, it could really cut the cost as well. And, and there's different ways hospitals and retailers may be able to partner that way. I'm glad you brought that up because that was actually going to be my next question. Um, should healthcare providers view retailers as partners or competition? I think it's both. Uh, there definitely will be competition. They're going to definitely provide primary care services, but no different than the urgency centers that we see today. Mm-hmm. I think the urgency centers that are all over, that have popped up at least in the New York market every few blocks in the city, mm-hmm. I think they should be worried because those things will be moving inside the retailers. I think the hospitals and health systems will have competition, again, definitely in the primary care. But again, once again, it'll depend on what the retailer does and the specialists of how they really build this. Are they going to go ahead and buy practices and just open up separate practices attached to the retailer? Are they going to go in malls? Are they going to be just walk-in services even for specialties? I think it's going to be competition, uh, but there's ways to partner with them. I could see HSS partnering with them to, you know, take on the more severe cases that they don't want to take on. You know, musculoskeletal mm-hmm. is highly costly, and one it's one in one in every four dollars of medical cost is wasted in musculoskeletal care, and the wasted spend is really on physician variations. If you part, if they partner with a high value, efficient musculoskeletal care, and again, I can only focus on musculoskeletal care because that's where my knowledge is. Right. But you can minimize the waste and maximize the long-term musculoskeletal wellness and productivity. If you catch people before it gets severe, if you catch people early on, and I think that's where the retailer could come in and get them out to the specialist, there could be savings in the entire musculoskeletal spend. 
musculoskeletal disease is the second leading contributor to global dis disabilities. I mean, if we could stop those disabilities earlier and people become aware of their health through the retailers, it could be a good thing. But I do think there'll be competition and positive that'll come of it, just as healthcare is being disrupted constantly. And it, going back to what you said about partnering in general, um, you know, with hospital for special surgery being focused on musculoskeletal, um, it seems like there's other opportunities for other specialty providers to partner with, like you said, partner with the retailers and, and offer solutions. Yeah, cardiology is mm -hmm. another one. Answer is another one. I mean, think of all, those are your three biggest spends. Mm -hmm. So it will be important that they understand what their role is. It will be important that they understand, you know, uh, understand what they can provide and at what levels and make sure to send them out to the specialists and catch, catch whatever disease they have early on. Because that just is what has to happen around the country and especially, especially in rural, rural and underserved areas. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, you know, for, for those rural areas, some of those specialists, they're, you know, these people are driving hours to... And actually, they drive hours to see the specialists, and the, the big box stores are much closer to them. Mm -hmm. So that'll be important for getting them health care. Well, Stacey, thank you so much for joining us today. This was a great conversation. I'm so pleased that you were able to uh, come and be a guest on our podcast. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed doing this and appreciated it. And thank you thank for you. listening to the Health Leaders Podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday with more healthcare industry insights.